Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, and I do like to run. Life is busy, but one thing is for certain. With God, nothing is impossible. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Be Encouraged podcast. You are tuning in to episode number 37 titled Let's Discover Organizing. You know, I love having meaningful conversations with people that encourage me to make healthy life changes and changes of the heart. Today, you're in for a real treat as I sit down with Jill Yesko. You know, spring is in full swing and I want to open up my windows on a sunny day and let the breeze flow through my house. But what happens when I do that? I start to see all the places I have so nicely hid away all that junk in my house and realize it is time to spring clean and get organized. Last year, there was certainly more time to do it, but this year I'm finding my time is shortened and I have to use my time wisely. So that is why I called on one of the best in the biz to encourage us all to use solid strategies to empower us when faced with the task of organizing a small space or even a big one. Jill is a CEO of Discover Organizing based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and you may have seen her on your local TV show for interviews or have seen her on episode two of Hoarders when she was a guest professional organizer on the show. You know, she weaves her decades of experience as a certified professional organizer into this podcast, as well as she overflows that into her life. I believe she wants to empower empower us all to be courageous, tenacious, and self-disciplined enough to truly simplify and improve our productivity, our time, and any space where we work or live. So grab your coffee, you guys. Definitely pen and paper if you can. If you are not hands-free, perhaps you're on a run or walk or spring cleaning yourself or organizing yourself, then you are going to want to save this one. Share it with a friend, subscribe, and you can even follow myself on Instagram, you guys, at Jackie B Inspiring. That's J-C-K-I-E-B-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-I-N-G, all one word, at Instagram, and Jill for Discover Organizing at Discover Organizing both words together and save the post from today. So that way you can find this anytime you need at your fingertips. So buckle up my fabulous friends and let's be encouraged. How's it going, Jill? It's going really well. I'm really happy it's spring. Me too. The reason why I brought you here to the Be Encouraged podcast, you guys, I need help with getting myself organized organized. I'm mom of three, um, you know, and seasons change, right? Like, okay. So now all the winter jackets need to go. Do I put them away yet? Do I like find a spot for them when they're ready to go? And it's com- consistently like 60 or higher degrees outside, you know? Um, and I think a lot of times it can be overwhelming switching from season to season. So I'm bringing you on board to give us all some advice, some solid advice and tips and tricks on how to kind of get rid of the old and onward to the new um for everyone who might be a little bit like me and and ready to spring clean but like where do you dive in because it's such a big job (laughs) it is it is a big job and I I want to start out by just saying you know I've been organizing for 18 years now professionally and I will tell you that I see this as the number one challenge that I see I don't want to call it a mistake because that's not fair um 
But one of the biggest challenges I see when people get excited that it's spring and you talk about diving in, I, I think what I see is that people go, I'm going to do my garage this Saturday. Now, a lot of people are, you know, managing families like yourself and they're like, I'll just do it. And then, oh, I, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with the kids while I organize. Well, they'll probably play in the driveway or, you know, you start kind of cooking up scenarios of, you know, things actually working out and getting your or your garage organized or some large space like your basement or whatnot. And what happens is um, you get frustrated. And a lot of my clients have gotten frustrated. That's why they call us. Because when I hear somebody wants to get their garage done in a day, I'm going to send, if it's a two-car garage, you're getting two to three people on my team and you're getting six hours. And just if you calculate, I call them man hours. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive, but they're called man hours in the labor industry. So we have three, think of that, that is six hours times three people. That's 18 hours to get a garage organized by yourself. So I want you to put that into perspective. And, and I mean like a true declutter where you're actually working left to right, top to bottom in that large space, sorting out, keep, toss, sell, donate, figuring out where everything's going to go once you have the keep pile together to put it all back. Did you get your shelves? Probably not. Did you get all the bins that you needed? Probably not. So what I firmly suggest you to do is break it out into one month. So take a Saturday, okay? And yeah, it's going to be four to six hours of just the first step, which is the declutter step, the sorting step, right? Where you're working that left to right, top to bottom. And definitely find someone if, to help you or watch the kids or amuse the kids if, if you have kids. Um, and, you know, otherwise, you know, really focus on this task. And if you're working in a large space like that, you know, be reasonable and fair with yourself, work in two hour chunks, take breaks, take, you know, go get a cup of coffee, go get a drink of water, go um, get a snack and hydrate and that whole thing. Because it's not just the sorting, it's also the deciding and the deciding is what drains us. Um, physically, yes, you can get tired from this. Okay. I mean, I, I have to work out every day to stay in shape for my job. It's very taxing. Um, and I feel like a lot of people kind of underestimate the amount of time that these things take. And so plan ahead, like you would plan with any project, get childcare, get someone to help you with your pets, um, you know, kind of block this time out in your schedule if it's that important to you. And this could be with any task or any project around your home. And I know you want to talk about spring cleaning, but you can't really clean unless you've decluttered the space and opened up the space, right? Oh, I love that. You know, that's so good to know that decluttering is like number one, right? <laughs> number one, there's three steps to getting organized. The first one is to declutter and sort out, you know, what is it that you want to keep, toss, sell, and donate, right? The second step is to actually put things in the right places that make sense to you. That's organizing. And, and the most important thing about step number two is making sure that you are only putting it away to retrieve it again. Do not put it away because it came in a cute bin that you've got an acute label for at the container store 
with the home edit labels. This is about retrieval. This is about access for your kids, for your husband, for your family. So the second part of the process is really to organize. And that means finding places for everything and not just finding the place, but making sure you're putting something away for access and for retrieval. Because if you can't find it or your family members can't find it and you're not maybe positioning something lower so that the kids can get it and maybe using picture labels instead of words if you don't have readers yet in your home. These things are really important because you have to make everything in your home accessible. And that means you're more organized because really we've heard these things over and over again, you know, uh, a place for everything, everything in its place, uh, a home for everything, make, make it a home. You don't want to have homeless stuff in your house. Okay. So we've heard all these, these phrases for years and there, there's a reason why they're still here. It's because they're right and they work. And this, the second part of that organizing process is making sure that you're actually putting things away so that you can get them again, or that people that live with you can find them and get them again, so that you don't have a lot of questions of, honey, where's the um, snow shovel? Honey, where's the winter boots? Honey, where, where's the extra spices? Do we have like a backup area? Well, yeah, you know, it's, if it's labeled and you give everybody a tour after you've organized, then that leads us to step number three, which is maintenance. And maintenance is key. You can't have one be stronger than the other. Mm. They all, all three parts have to work equally, like 33.3%, right? So if you have every part working where that first part is your sorting, and I say to sort and declutter every month, but I'm a purist. So you may want to do it in your home realistically, at the change of seasons. It's a great time to do your sorting and decluttering and making sure that your systems are still working. Um, but when you're doing a new space, you have that first part, which is your decluttering and sorting. Your second part, which is the organizing and labeling and containing. Um, and then the, the third part is the maintenance and keeping it going. Yeah. Um, so if you can't keep it going, it's really not worth doing. Um, so as a professional organizer, my job is to make sure I transfer that skill to you and I teach you how to maintain it, which means I'm going to make you demonstrate to me how you're doing it. And I'm also going to come back in two weeks after I've been to your house and do my maintenance visit and check in to say, how did that work? Were the kids able to reach their snacks? Um, were they able to reach their homework? Were they able to access everything? Were you able to um, you know, get to what you needed to do in the kitchen or in the linen closet or in your bedroom. So that's, what's important. Yeah. No, I, I love that you talked about balance because in order to keep things in balance, like you even said, even you kind of role play with the person. And I think anybody at their home, you can tell your kids, you're blue in the face. This is where we keep the cleats and your shin guards. And this is where we keep the shoes and whatever. But if the system isn't working for them, it's a good thing. Like even as a mom, like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it works better for them if we try this spot. Like I see that they always keep, they just take it off in their room. Well, then fine. Let's make the retrieval area in their room. Like I'm having aha pivotal moments just listening to you because giving your time to self-reflect on the movement 
of balance in your home is going to be totally different from somebody else. Like you might be that person at home, right? Who like takes off their shoes right when they walk in the door. You might be the person who's like, oh, my kids, it doesn't matter to me at this point, you know, whatever. We're, we're moving and grooving. Uh, they grab a snack and we're rolling out the door in like five seconds. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, so I think you're right. Like you can't look at what Susie's doing down the street because it might be something different for your. Absolutely. Family. You have to look at the culture of your family. You have to, if you want to make a change, have a family meeting and say, we want to make a change. Have everybody vote on it. Get the kids to be engaged in it. Have it be, you know, after Sunday dinner or before Tuesday night dinner, if you're not having soccer or whatever, you think if, if you can engage those kids in the solution, have them come up with ideas and strategies, um, th- that's incredibly, incredibly helpful. And having everybody take votes and, hey, this is something we're going to try for 30 days. We're just going to see if we can do this new system. Can you guys help me? And if you do decide to go ahead and create this system with them, um, the, the, the most fun thing you can do with kids, and I love doing this with families with young kids, is I have a scavenger hunt. It's, it's a put away scavenger hunt and it's a find me scavenger hunt. So um, you being a teacher, I think you'll appreciate that, you know, um, and, and the game aspect of learning. Yeah. And they'll remember it. If they know that anytime you could drop in a scavenger hunt on them and say, okay, I have three things sitting on the table. You, you each have, you know, 10 seconds to get it where it goes or 50 seconds, whatever you want to set the timer. (laughs) And it is hysterical. They will try very hard to get it in before the bell rings. Um, And you can have fun games, you know, and it's, it's very interactive. And then I would set, you know, when my kids were little, I would set a timer because everything was labeled and bins. I would say you have, um, you know, a 20, 20 second tidy. Let's see how fast you can go. And then, you know, they would kind of try to compete and get the stuff in fast. And I would just laugh because I never knew, like, it was not that fun growing up for me. Like, I remember just having this chore chart that my mother would rotate. She laminated it. She was also a school teacher. Um, when I was young and she would laminate these chore charts and my sister would have one color, I'd be another color or something. And she would rotate them thinking that would make it more interesting for us. And I was like, Oh, okay. So on the third week, I don't have to vacuum the stairs. Cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'm just saying like, I, I think she thought that would make it fun and um, it made it variable, but it didn't really make it fun. Um, So I think if you can, engage those kids and and have them vote on the new place to put things and have them pick do you want this in this bin or this bin it's still going in a bin just like do you want to go to bed at 8 or 8 30 do you want to go to bed at 7 30 or 8 they're still going to bed right right they're just going to go to bed at the time they pick so do you want to put it in this bin or do you like this bin better so they're still going to put it in the bin and that that way you know they're still going to comply with what you need them to comply with and there's so many positive things that you can do to reward kids for putting things away. Um, and, and if it's positive instead of negative reinforcement, as you know, um, that's, that's much more successful um, in the long run. And that, that's how you train, you know, someone to be organized at a young age um, to make it interesting. Yeah, no, that's really smart. And I love it because it's giving them kind of a blueprint plan as well. Though you're making it fun 
and making a scavenger hunt. Like I think Grant and I can get competitive too as husband and wife. So if we're if we're like, okay, the whole family's involved, 20 seconds tie you time up, like we are not gonna want to lose to our kids. Like, <laughs> so there's that well, right. too. It's motivation for us to to even be show them that we're being accountable too. It's not just for them, it's for all of us. And I think that's and, and in one of your them. podcasts, you talked yeah. about you going to babysit for a family and you became so in love with this family. And you remember, I remember you saying in your podcast, you know, someday when I have my family, I want it to feel like this. Well, wouldn't it be awesome if your own kids said, when I have my own family, I want it to be, you know, this feeling of being organized and having fun doing it and not being afraid of, you know, not doing it right because you can't push perfection when it comes to organizing. And I think a lot of the, you know, um, the Martha Stewart, you know, you know, from my generation, that was who we looked up to, but you guys have, you know, the home edit people. And I think and you go, Oh my God, I have to color code the kids markers now. Um, (laughs) you don't necessarily have to do that. You can, you can make it so that it's good enough and it's accessible and it's going to feel good to you guys, but all five of you have to kind of come together on that, or you're going to be, you're going to be um, going uphill, you know, you know what that's like. Yeah. And I, I love that you're making it. It's like a group effort and it, no matter who's in your home, if it's just yourself, you know, like it has to work for you. Yes. Like, what does your routine look like? Do you have third shift? Like, well, okay. So then how does it work for when you have to wake up? Do you have a dog? Like you said, pets, like pets are a big part of your life too right now Mm -hmm. you know so it has to work for everyone um yeah and if you are if you are by yourself or you have just one other person living with you whatever you know you might have less less people to manage um and then of course you your accountability goes just to yourself right um and in one of the books i wrote it's called chronological order i i decade by decade kind of show you how to you know have a have a you know more organized life and I talk about routines and they're crucial and habits are crucial. And in um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today was James Clear's book, um, Atomic Habits. It's, it's really a must read because if you make just a 1% change in your day, every day, just a tiny little percentage change, you're going to see big results over time. You're not going to see them in three days. Just think about weight loss. Think about your running. Think about all these things that people start and then they stop. Because they, they want to see results faster. But honestly, organizing is not a skill that takes two days to learn. It takes time. And putting new habits and routines into your day. You know, he talks about bundling habits. Like if you're going to put the dishes away right after that, bundle in something else that you need to get better at doing. You're already good at putting the dishes away. Um what else do you need to add? Um, is it taking vitamins? Maybe you're not taking vitamins every day and your doctor keeps saying you're, you know, you need to take vitamins. So after you put the dishes away, take those vitamins. And that's what he's talking about with bundling. Um, and if it's paper organizing, organizing and mail opening, people have these piles of mail everywhere. And I go, you know, get one basket and just leave it in the basket till you're ready to deal with it. Do not open that darn mail on the fly. Open it yeah. when you have 15 minutes to 30 minutes to properly process that mail. Because, yes, <laughs> there's junk mail in there. That That's the low-hanging fruit. 
But Jackie, you know, there's other stuff in there that people just leave the envelopes half opened. They're like, oh, that's a check. I'm going to pull that out right away. Or, you know, it, yeah. it's a policy for my life insurance agent. I'll just leave that there. I, I don't want to go down and file that right now. Well, gosh, now you have a whole pile of intentions that aren't going to get done. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's 15 minutes to 30 minutes or don't touch it. That's my rule. Just leave it alone. <laughs> you will get to it on Sunday, you know, afternoon uh, when everybody's doing something or, you know, whatever. Build it into a routine, like I said, with bundling. Okay. On yeah. on Wednesday nights, I watch the show. 15 minutes before I watch the show, I'm going to go through my mail. And I'm going to just, I'm going to dispatch it. And then next week I'm going to file it or whatever it is that you want to do. You have to take things in baby steps, like that garage, mm-hmm. like that, like that attic, like that big space. You can't, you cannot um, make those chunks too big or you're going to have a, a failure. And then you're not wanting to, you're not going to want to go back to that project. You're not going to want to touch it again. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's almost like you feel defeated before you even get there because you were in a rush to do it. And then you didn't really think it all the way, like all the parts through of how you were going to declutter and then organize. And then how are you going to maintain it? And how are you going to? And I think there's even that other component of bringing in the community of who you live with. If you do live with somebody, like how are you going to incorporate that part in it so that everyone's on board? That's right. Because we all know what it's like when you have a couple of geese flying out of formation. (laughs) You should see my family. I don't think there's any formation. (laughs) Some days we are on the fly, but in all seriousness, I think there's a lot of us too, who are starting over in seasons. Like we think about where we were a year ago and I've cleaned Mm. out, you know, a lot of closets and still I'm revisiting those same, you know, high frequency areas as well and just cleaning them out as we go you know um but there's there's definitely a lot of things as well that you know COVID had brought upon not only you know our families but um you know just in general like people are probably dealing with with death of a family member like I know that's something that is really sensitive to our family with the passing of our father my father-in-law and you know starting seasons over um and then I know that's one area, Jill, that you can definitely speak to because I know you've dealt with people who have lost somebody and now have to look at a closet that um, holds so much cherished memories and have to go through. So how do you help people in that part of your business if we just want to switch gears here? Yeah, it's, I think, I think too, I think we can, we actually pull some of what I've already talked about into this is that those, those tiny steps, um, you, you can't attack a closet that has the scent of that person still in the clothing um, too soon. There's some people, though, that they call me a week after and they're like, I have to get this out of here to, in order to grieve. I'm like, OK. Um, and then there's some people say, I haven't been able to touch it in 10 years because his clothes still smell like him. Or, you know, this is this was my wife's, you know, um, sewing stuff. And I feel, I feel like I'm throwing her away if I get rid of it. And it's, I hear that all the time. If I throw that away, am I throwing them away too? And there's so much guilt associated with discarding someone that has passed on like their things. And, and so what we try to do um, is we, we start with the easier decisions. And so we sit down away from the space first 
and start making an actual list of what do you think, what do you know is kind of in there in those, in those, as you say, dreaded closets um, that you know are going to be easier than other things. And we're going to start with those things or just, let's just do a brain dump. Let's get it all out. What do you think's in there? Clothes, shoes, accessories, uh, photographs, old albums, uh, maybe an army uniform, um, maybe, okay. So you start get doing that verbal exercise and you're, you're maybe the one taking the notes or they are. And then you say, okay, how about I go in and I will get those easy things and I will bring them out to you. And I'm only going to bring five out at a time. And you're going to let me know how that feels. And if you're, if that's, if that's too hard, then you know, we can either talk about it or go organize another space, get our, get our organizing muscles uh, flexed and stronger, and then come back to the space either another day or, um, you know, later in the afternoon. And sometimes they just need to see it for a minute and process it, step away from it. But I try not to organize a space like that with someone in that space. I have them either go to a happy space, another bedroom, um, that has not a, as many associations um, to the person that has passed. And I mean, we certainly do a lot of this work. And the most important thing is, you know, self-care during this process. Grief is a beast. And mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, you know, uh, tackle a beast by yourself. You need, you need an army. And sometimes that army is you and a friend, you and a professional organizer, you and some cousins. Um you know, you, you can't, you can't do it by yourself. And I mean, some people can, but usually there's been some time that has passed. Um, it also depends on if that house has to be listed and then we kind of have to do things a little differently. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll pack everything up that is harder. Like, let's say we've gone through the easier stuff, like some of the suits that, she wanted to go to a charity for, you know, maybe men that need a job uh, interview suits and things like that. So if we can tie in a charity, that's usually what I try to do first. Like, do you see anything on that list that you think could help someone else? I mean, obviously not memorabilia, not, you know, the army uniform, but do you see anything on that list that could help another individual get better, um, you know, have a better job or, um, have nicer things. Um, yeah, give back. For yeah, sure. yeah. And most of them say okay, but they have to be really ready. I will never push someone. So if they're not ready, I store it. I yeah. if we have to move, I store it, but I get it out of their living space and I label it and I take care of it as if it was, Your you own, know, yeah. my own. And yeah, we don't just bag things up. I mean, we are very careful with garments and we respect it. And then we send, you know, a little card or something six months later saying, whenever you're ready, we're here. And we usually get a call after we get, they get the greeting card saying, you know what? I, I can do, I can do the shoes. Okay. Yeah. Let's do the shoes. So that's okay. And, and it's really, it's this, that little bit at a time, um, set a timer. So, you know, the, the pain is going to be over in 15 minutes. Um, one of the timers I strongly recommend is called the time timer and the time timer i think it's at its own website timetimer.com um, it's an analog timer so the red dial is is really good and you can see it moving like an old-fashioned timer but you can actually see the red 
dial getting smaller and smaller. So if you're looking up and you're doing something that is undesirable, um, like sorting papers or doing bills or taxes or something, you know, having an analog timer that will beep when it's done, but it's really visual, I think is, is really motivating. Yeah. Why do you, why do you think the timer, cause you say that a lot over things like, um, yeah. Why do you bring in the timer? Timers, what timers do for, especially an undesirable activity. I mean, you know, I love organizing, but I'm in the minority. Okay. There's a lot of people that don't like organizing. So <laughs> the way, the way that we, we encourage and motivate, you know, your, your podcast is called, you know, be encouraged, right. Um, yeah. Be inspired. So we have to encourage and inspire our clients. And the way we do that is, um, you know, we break it down into manageable time components. And so we start out with scheduling and something called um, time mapping, which Julie Morgenstern uh, came up with in her book, uh, Time Management from the Inside Out. It's an excellent book. And she chunks in like from 10 to 12, I'm going to, you know, respond to emails and send emails, for instance. And so that way there's a beginning and an end, because if you thought you had to do something you didn't want to do for 10 hours straight, you know, would you want to get started right away? No, but if you had to only do it for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, and the whole thing is you have to build those decision muscles and you can't do it by overwhelming yourself. You have to do it by kind of wading in that baby pool and then the shallow end and then the deep end, right? And then soon oh, enough, you're going off that high dive and you're very good at it. But right now, you know, if there's something that you're a little anxious about um, doing, um, you know, oh God, the kitchen's so overwhelming. Can you pick a cabinet and just spread everything out on the on the countertop from that cabinet and then start working left to right and pick the piece up using the Ohio technique, only handle it once, set your timer for 20 minutes. I guarantee you, you will make some great decisions knowing you only have 20 minutes in one cabinet. But if I told you you had to do that whole kitchen today, <laughs> don't think that you'd be, you'd be down for that. No, I can tell you, no, <laughs> it's too overwhelming, but yes. Yes. I love that you're like, break it apart. And you really speak to the whole person, Jill, which is, that is organization. Like it, it has to like, I don't know, like my daughter, she was just cleaning up her room and she was reorganizing, setting things up. She bought this cute little, I don't know, this little hanger thing with put stuff for her shoes. Like she's way more you, Jill, than, mm-hmm. than she is like than I am. And I'm just in awe. Like she, I came up to her room, everything had a place all of her um she grabbed a tray from my my kitchen that I used to put like you know lemonade on and stuff and it was just really springy and I had a vase on it in my kitchen and I'm like where did that where did that tray go hmm. yeah it's on her dresser with all of her perfumes on it she goes oh, I think it gave my room a nice look I'm like okay, okay. I love it so creativity but you're gonna yes. have to go out and get a new lemonade tray Exactly. But um, it looks really cute. And she like brings it to life and has, you know, little hooks for all of her like rings and jewelry. And really, it's just everything has a place. And I'm really impressed with that. Because I don't think I was like that at 14. You I don't know, we go way back. So I don't think I was like that at 14. <laughs> but um, in any case, I just think when you think about reorganizing, it's like a breath of fresh air when I walk into that room. And I think that's something that you want all of your clients and people to just feel like a weight has been lifted, that it feels so good. You know where things go. It's not chaotic. It's 
Um, and then you have a routine to check in with yourself. And even if, like you said, you, I love that you were like, even if it's just 1% change, you'll see big results. So even if it's just that 1% thing just that, that you do a day, just that little yeah. thing. One woman I worked with, we, her goal was, and she couldn't believe that this was all I asked her to do. I said, cause she was chronically disorganized, which is a different matter. But she's, I said, if you can, we're going to organize the dresser. And she goes, Oh, the inside. I said, no, the, the top of the dresser, it was two feet high with stuff. And, and after we got done, it looked great. She went, Oh my God, there's my wedding picture. I'm like, yeah. And we kept that. I said, your goal before I see you next Tuesday is don't put anything on that dresser. She was, are you kidding me? I'm like, nothing. I, and she was, that's all, that's all my homework is. That's easy. I'm like, okay. And that's all she did. And when I came back, she goes, oh my God, that was so hard. I'm like, because it's a horizontal space. It just invites clutter. So, but she kept her promise and it was really hard. And I said, do you want to do that for one more week? Or are you ready to try something new? She goes, well, I'm, I'm going to try something new. And then we, we worked on the nightstand. And I said, how many books do you read? She goes, well, I like to have two on the nightstand. There was at least 12 on the nightstand. So I said, all right, two, two books, your lamp, your, you know, your cell phone, your charger, you know, whatever you eat jewelry in a little bowl. Fine. And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, you can do it. Another week went by and she kept that and the dresser top clean. And that's what I'm talking about. The small changes. I'm not going to redo your whole bedroom in one day and expect you to think it's going to be perfect when I come back. It's not because that's not what life is all about. It's making tiny changes gradually and mastering them. And then you'll look Mm -hmm. around and you go, I am keeping my place organized. I'm keeping this right. This is what I, this is what I work so hard for because if you don't learn along the way, you're not going to be able to keep it. It's such a great reminder though, that the small things matter and they can make a difference. Like that's just not even keep being organized, but like those little like random acts of kindness in someone's life, like those little things add up to something pretty amazing in the end, you know, and you feel pretty accomplished for it, whether it's working out and you like said, okay, 10 minutes, I'm setting the timer. It's only going to be 10 minutes of walking or whatever it might be. Um, or 10 minutes of, you know, I'm just going to fold this laundry right here, right now. I have it in front of me and bundling up with like folding some socks. Like this is, I need to take my own advice really right now. (laughs) Well, I'm going to mention a website for you because I really like this one website. It's called list planet and it isn't spelled like a planet, like the stars and the moons it's list planet list L I S T plan P L A N I T.com. There's so many great checklists. You're talking about spring cleaning. You're talking about organizing, talking about breaking things down into chunks. I love their little list programs. You can plan a birthday party. You can plan a wedding. You can plan your Saturday cleaning schedules. It's wonderful. Um, It's a wonderful website. And then Homezada, H-O-M-E-Z-A-D-A.com is a great tool for managing your home. So all those things that you, you know, forget to do to keep your home maintained and organized they have um a wonderful app for that too this is the one this is the one website that actually has an app that i like for managing your home and your home inventory and i do think it's a good idea for when you go through and you do your spring cleaning and you decide what you want to keep jackie to write Mm -hmm. down i'm going to keep this big screen tv i'm going to keep this furniture take pictures of it take pictures of the room 
uh, for insurance purposes, but also you now have your entire home inventory done as you organize. It's kind of, you know, leveling up a little bit on the organizing plan. But if you can take a picture, everybody has a cell phone in their hands 24 seven, you take a picture, you upload it to Homezada um, or fairsplit.com, another great home inventory tool. You can, you can have that available. And if your insurance agent says, do you have a home inventory for your homeowner's insurance? You'd be like, sure, let me email it to you. I wow. Yeah. Gone. Has the pictures, has the values. If you can take pictures of the receipts, like go, like open up your home file of all your receipts of what you spent on that um, renovation. You know, I know in your basement, you redid, you know, it looks great. Maybe you got a pool table. Maybe you got something big. All I'm saying is take that picture, take the picture of the receipt when you buy it, upload it to your app. And now you have a complete inventory for a home insurance agent and they will love you forever because <laughs> you've made their job so much easier if there's a flood, right? Or a fire, yeah. or there's a problem, God forbid you have, you're like, no, here's all the pictures. Here's all the values. Um, right. You right. get full replacement on all that stuff. Wow. I mean, from bookend to bookend, from start to finish this conversation, I'm just so like I'm literally taking notes the whole time, Jill. It's so good. Everything you have to say. So not only that, but I know we have more things to look out on the horizon for you, right? Yeah. What exciting things do you have brewing? Uh, well, I've got, we've got um, really two really cool things happening. Two new books um, that are going to be published within a month of each other. The first one is called Chronological Order, the small print for a large life that I co-wrote with uh, Laureen Kyle. Um, where we really break down each decade of your life in four categories. Um, and uh, one of them, of course, is organizing. So it's your environment. The other is like your relationships and your money and things like that. And then the second book um, should be out June 15th. And that is, um, it's called I'm Right Here, 10 Ways to Get Help for Hoarding and Chronic Disorganization. And it's really a resource book for people or, or, or even loved ones of people that are having a tough time with accumulating um, and, and possibly exhibiting some hoarding behaviors. Um, it's in every neighborhood, in every uh, city in the country. So um, if, there's, if there's a way that we can educate and inspire people to reach out and know that it's safe and it's going to be okay, um, hopefully this book will deliver that message. That's so good. That's so powerful. Like all that hard work into research and everything. My gosh, I think someone's going to be so blessed by that. And all that knowledge that you're putting into both books, like chronological order. I love that idea because I wish there was like a book like that out like right now, because I feel like the change of seasons, not only that of, of life, but like the changes of like just growing older, like, wow, what do yep. I expect? And then, you know, our parents are getting older. So now what do I expect to help them out? You know? So that book sounds like I'm going to read it like when it comes out immediately. Hey, Jackie, there's a whole section on in every chapter about how, you know, about it's called about your parents. And it's really, it's really cool. And I'm, I'm very excited. I can't wait to share it with you. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing everything, all this good uh, tips and tricks. I know it's going to be very much an encouragement to everyone there. And I bet you all are going to clean out your closets maybe hire some people to help you get your garage going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And open up the doors and let the fresh air in because it's a new season and hopefully you all will be encouraged so much. Thank you so much, Jill, for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Jackie.
Yes, bring it on. Spring cleaning and organizing never sounded better, right? I hope you are simply encouraged and inspired. And if you feel led, go ahead and check out all the other episodes of the Be Encouraged podcast and make sure you click that beautiful word subscribe and write a rating review. That's how other people get to know more about the Be Encouraged podcast. And if you want to learn more about Jill and all the other resources mentioned in this episode, you can find that information if you scroll down and click show notes. Hope you all have a fabulous week. See you later, everybody.